Thank you for tuning in to Christ Alone Podcast. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Welcome. My name is Angie, and I'm your host. (laughs) And I'm your original host. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm your other host. And so, uh, you know, we want to say God bless you. Thank you for joining us one more time. We hope you enjoyed our last episode, uh, which we labeled Atheism versus Theism. If you haven't, go and check it out. It is there anywhere that podcasts are available. All right. So before we get started, um, you know, uh, we believe that, you know, there's a reason why you are listening to this podcast and we feel that it is important that you hear what that reason uh, very likely is um, if you haven't accepted Jesus in your heart. And this is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that Mm. he was raised on the third day in accordance Mm. with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, which was Peter, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Oof. So this, just for some context, this is Paul. He was writing to, you know, um, how, do, how do you say it? Is it Corinthia or I don't know how to. Uh, the Corinthians? Just the Corinthians? All right. So he was writing a, he was writing a letter to the Corinthians. Um, and so here's, here's some of the interesting points. Um, he is, first of all, he's obviously he's proclaiming the gospel, right? The gospel, you know, that Jesus died for our sins that he was buried and that he resurrected on the third day but i think the most amazing thing about this is that he says then he appeared to 500 brothers at one time most of whom are still alive though some have fallen asleep, fallen asleep so that's almost like saying to the church hey this happened this was real you don't believe me there's 500 other people he can go and ask, go, mm. go and find out, you know? That's so good. And yeah. so that, that is, that is a pretty bold statement because, you know, at that point in time, anybody who read that could have called a bluff and said, you know what? No, I'm going to challenge this, you know, as I'm sure that a lot of truth seekers back then most likely did. Um, you know, with him saying that some have fallen asleep, just meant meant that you know some people have forgotten the same way that a lot of us have forgotten today, and so um, you know that that is the whole reason that we follow Jesus in a nutshell. Um, but uh, before we start getting into that, because I'm really excited, really excited to get into. I'm this, really excited uh, too. 
to this topic. Um, today's topic is what? Why? What did we call it? Why? Jesus? Why the Bible? Why Jesus? Pretty much why Christianity? So the previous episode, we talked about uh, atheism. Atheism. atheism and theism, which is the two like major differences between someone who believes in something and someone who believes nothing exists, you know, as far as uh, a creator. So, you know, creationists and so the opposite of that. And so we established that it already makes more sense to have a belief in something, um, you know, regardless of what that belief is. We've established that already. Um, but before we dive into it, again, I'm like, we're like starting the episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're too, you need to calm down, okay? I'm a little calm excited. Down. Also, I want to say that <laughs> I don't think we're going to get to everything <laughs> like it's, last time. No. First we of all, we need to, we have a few things we still want to say about the last one. I think today, I don't even know if we'll get to no. why Jesus, maybe why the Bible, no, and then we'll get into some of Jesus, but no, I'm no, excited. Got, it's going to be good. We got time. We got time. Because... Yeah. But ha- listen, how was your week? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you uh, for establishing that uh, cutoff because I was going to get back yeah. into it. <laughs> All right. So my week, my week has been pretty great. Um, pretty awesome. Um, I've been, you know, um, I've been like diving into the word so hard that uh in a way that i probably have not in a very long time um i mentioned before you know on our first episode that my relationship with god has been touch and go Mm -hmm. and just so you get an idea of what that meant and you know i call myself a bootleg christian right that's that's what i've been and quite frankly i've been that i think i've been a bootleg christian right up until just before we started the podcast um, and it's been, uh, you know, I've, I've felt this fire inside of me all of a sudden, like this, a reawakening. I was one of those guys that Paul was talking about, you know, some have fallen mm-hmm. asleep. That was yeah. me. I was asleep. And so, you know, um, I was, you know, claiming an identity that, you know, maybe I just had turned my back on. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel great because, um, you know. It's happened to me throughout my life where, you know, I get that, that, you know, that fire gets ignited and then, you know, I start to get into it again and then it stops. And then, you know, like I said, touch and go. But this time feels different. This time feels different because a lot of the sin that I was, you know, kept tripping over um, is no longer an issue um, at all. Like, I, I can't explain it except that, you know, you know, I've, I've allowed Jesus to come into my heart and just uh completely you know um molded into what you know what his purpose for me has always been um that's good you know i'm just i'm just sad that i didn't you know i didn't let this happen sooner in a way um Mm -hmm. so um but i'm excited very excited yeah 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 you know coincidentally too i've you know uh it's funny because I haven't gone out of my way to like talk to anybody, you know, about, you know, what I'm reading, what I'm, you know, what I'm learning, nothing, nothing, nothing. And, um, you know, 
God has kind of still opened that door because he's made it so that, you know, some people start asking me questions, you know, questions that normally would not have probably even come up. And Mm -hmm. also probably because I wouldn't have known how to answer them. Right. Um, But, uh, you know, I know that it's it's a big, big part of it. And again, I'm, I'm still a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a big, big part of it is, you know, God, um, you know, providing me with that knowledge, you know, based on what's being asked, because uh, a lot of the times, um, you know, I don't I don't even know that I could answer that way, you know. Right. So, um, I, you know, I didn't even know that I had those answers. And so that just tells me that, you know, God is in complete control of my life and I I don't want it to stop. That's good. So that's awesome. So how's your week? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been really, really stressful. If anyone knows, I am a school counselor and uh, school starts tomorrow. And there's been a lot of changes with uh, people doing lunch ed and <laughs> so for everybody listening. <laughs> so, so for everybody listening, school has started today. It, this podcast comes out on Monday, so. Oh yeah, school has started. Uh, praise the Lord for getting me through the weekend, though. Honestly, yeah, it's been a very stressful weekend, a stressful week and a stressful weekend. And it was funny because uh, last year, because we had a new system that we were working so last year before we started our first meeting of the of the year i told my co- co-workers i said listen this is gonna be this, this is gonna be difficult so let me pray for us so i prayed you know uh before and then this year i forgot to do that but i told everyone listen i'm praying for for us and and on thursday or friday my co-worker came in and she's like Angie, I need you to pray some more <laughs> because it's not working and the funny thing is i prayed right i prayed and the system totally sucked on Friday. Like it was completely slow. We couldn't get a lot done. And it was very frustrating. Um, and it, I, I just thought it was funny because, you know, sometimes we pray and we think God is going to answer a certain way. But um, sometimes his answer is not taking away the problem, but sometimes may, maybe making it a little harder and saying, hey, I'm going to whatever it is, I'm going to take you through it because you've got me. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that because I was under the impression based on your story that I shouldn't ask you to pray for me uh, because it's <laughs> not that effective. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, God, God uh, I think God has a son. No, and then on my way, on my way, um, I was driving and then I saw a rainbow and I felt God remind me, you know, that no matter, no, no matter what, he, you know, his promises are always there. And whatever, you know, whatever happen, happens to us, whatever we, we go through, it's not going to crush us because, you know, he has overcome the world. Yeah. Uh, and he's got us. So, uh, and at the same time, I also thought, you know what, I'm blessed to be stressed because I have a job to <laughs> to stress about oh, yeah. uh, during all this. But, um, but yeah, so stressed, but, you know, still blessed. Well, you <laughs> know, Mama Bear, Bear says, or used to say, um, I guess I'm the one that says it now. Um, you you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so um, it, it, it's funny. It's funny. I think I get my sense of humor sometimes from God because, you know, uh, anyways. 
<laughs> Let's not get into that. We're going off topic here. All right. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, uh, so let's let's close up, I guess, on uh, last episode. I feel like maybe you know we we could have said some more on some stuff, um, and and I don't know, may you know, I mean, we got I, I definitely got some good feedback from the episode from some of our listeners. Shout out to all you listeners. Shout out to Alba. Shout out to Mike, um, and you know, and the other three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but but yeah, you know we appreciate the questions. Keep them coming. Um, it only um, I feel like I don't know. The more the more questions we get asked, at least for me, the more I fall in love with God. And it's you know it, it I like it because it challenges me to you know dive into the Word. So yeah, um, that's good. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. What else? Man, I want to I want to say some more things, but you know we we have to get to the we got we have to get to the, the nitty-gritty. We will, but say yes. some more things. Come on. It's all right. I was going to say another part of the week was uh having a discussion about <laughs> post tribulation. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> listen. So. Listen, we need to we will make an episode. We need to make an episode we, about we whether promise. you know, post or pre tribulation. So. You sent me a video, you know, there was this uh, so, so for those those of you that don't know, those of you that might not understand what we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the book of Revelation, um, kind of like, you know, what is going to happen. Um, you know, um, there's terms like rapture, tribulation um, that some of you might not understand. Uh, so what my sister's referencing is just kind of like a more of like a inside Christian debate, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, these are some of the things that, you know, I think I've mentioned before. I don't know if I did it here or on, you know, my other podcast, but, you know, um, you know, I got asked this question um, last week, um, you know, how come there's so many Christian denominations, this and that? And so uh, my response was that's because, you know, uh, we all have there's certain things in the Bible that I feel like God purposely left them, you know, kind of vague for us. And so there might be a few different ways that you can interpret it. And so, you know, on the inside, you know, we can we can kind of go back and forth and discuss why why we believe, you know, uh, the Bible is representing, you know, my my idea here with this. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else could say, well, you know, I think the Bible's representing the opposing idea with this here. And so yeah. the cool thing about that, though, you know, when you do it, you know, respectfully with gentleness, the same way, you know, first Peter 315 says, because you don't have to just defend, you know, the hope that is in you to mm -hmm. non-believers. You also have to believe, you know, be able to, you know, give a reason for, you know, the hope that is in you to other Christians yeah. and yeah. on other things. So, you know, this is very healthy for Christians to do because at the same the same way that, you know, non-believers challenge us with those difficult questions, you know, where do we come from? Why are we here and all that stuff? Like the same way Christians, you know, I, I encourage you to challenge each other because mm -hmm. that only keeps you growing. 
you know, growing together. And, you know, and like I said, do it respectfully. So we got into this big, big uh, debate and it was... And it wasn't fair because I was, you know, like I said, it was my work week. I was stressed. I was was on FaceTime. I mean, look, let me tell you, all right? Listen, listen, wait, but... But shout out to Steph though. Yeah, shout out to Steph. I was getting to Steph that. Steph knows her stuff. Yes, man. yes. <laughs> and I love it. Yes. Um, yeah, she she was telling me, um, you know, she 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 had that reawakening as well. Um, sooner than I did, but you know, she's been diving into the Bible ever since. And yeah, she's she's she knows a lot. We're actually we're gonna have her on the show probably. We need to. When we do we the rapture to. talk. We're going to yes. have her and maybe Brandon on and, you know, we'll have them both on. And, and um, uh, Brandon's her boyfriend, by the way. Shout out yeah. to Brandon also. Um, but Steph, Steph is my brother's sister-in-law. Yeah. For, yes. In case you're wondering. Wife's, wife's sister. My wife's sister. So anyway, she, um, yeah, she. Her and also and, my friend. Her and her boyfriend were here at my house for at least four hours at least four hours discussing this topic and the crazy thing is is that you were only like 30 minutes was your part yeah, of it right because i had work stuff and i yeah, was so that, frustrated that definitely definitely was not fair but the cool thing is though it started something else between us right we started this group chat it's, yeah it's very probable we're gonna start doing some bible study together through zoom and all of that so um i'm very excited to see what comes of it um but yes um that that was that was pretty cool and i think that was worth mentioning shame on you for it not was. trying to <laughs> it was no listen and going back to what you said i i think it it's healthy to have these discuss not arguments but these discussion th- these discussions among christians and also i think it's very easy to even as a christian to become very proud and be like no this is this is how it is. This is this is the truth because this is you know what I've or or this is what this verse means. But um, so something that we need to always pray for is even as Christians to have that humility to be able to he, you know listen to understand like you said yes. last time, um, not to be so closed off on on what the other person is saying because you know what they they're saying can be true, um, and also when you're having that conversation, there's you know. You're talking about verses, you know, so um, yeah. it's important to that, have that humility and also ask God to to give you guidance and all that. But but they're good conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing, too, is that um, in, in that, um, like you said, it it creates it, it kind of if here's here's a here's a, a suggestion, right? If you are a Christian and you're afraid, uh, you know, or you have certain things that are stopping you a a big part of it is fear yeah i get it it's not easy talking to strangers it's not easy um, evangelizing especially when there's so much knowledge in the bible and you know at least for me my my thing was always uh what am i gonna say you know what if i get asked a question i don't know the answer to and um again you don't you have to go into it knowing that you don't have all the answers but my point in saying that is is that getting into these healthy, you know, spiritual debates? I'm using that word because I'm using Ooh, it's in its right context. By the way. Man, you have a thing with that word. I know, but I'm using yeah. it in the Go right on. context, right? You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, Go on. 
so you know when you're having these spiritual debates with other christians that's a good good kind of get your foot in the door with you know you know uh exercising you know first peter 3:15 you know what's your reason for your hope do it with gentleness and with respect yeah. and when you do it that way you glorify god i mean you're yeah. kind of fulfilling that verse so and and it should encourage you to you know it I think one of the big points is that it encourages you to do that seeking um and to go in, at least that's what it should do to go into the bible to 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 ask God about it cuz I I think sometimes we quickly just go and you know okay what does my favorite pastor <laughs> say about this topic yes yes <laughs> which of course I've done yes um but uh it should encourage us to 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 do that seeking gonna, and it's, and it's so exciting it's so exciting when um, the you know the other people are excited about it about the topic or or about Jesus as well yeah. because it just <laughs> there's this mutual excitement. And, <laughs> and here's the thing too. Here's why it's good to practice with with you know I'd say you know start start your practice with other Christians and then go out there and into the world. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not sure what the number is. If I'm not mistaken, I mean look it up for yourselves. Don't be lazy. Um, statistically, you know, when somebody starts arguing their point against you, you've o- you're only going to listen for like the first 15 seconds. After that, you shut down and you immediately start to come up with defenses in your head about it. So, when you're going to have that dialogue with someone, listen to listen. Don't <laughs> don't listen to answer. Listen to yeah. listen and then you know digest that you know like we said like uh Elon Musk you know take your time to digest it <laughs> and then you know then answer then respond because if you don't then you're just reacting i've said that many times respond don't react all right yeah so um yeah so what what are <laughs> but can we get back on track all right 30 minutes in all right let's do this okay so let's uh what, let's how did we finish end, off what are we finishing off exactly what are we finishing off from last episode so we're talking about again atheism and theism. We want to answer one more question and it's really the question that a lot of atheists pose is okay, let's say you you um theists are uh, telling the truth and God does exist and he created everything, then who created God? That's uh that's one of their um arguments that uh, supposedly supposed to make us not believe in God anymore. <laughs> and my thinking with that is okay, So your logic. All right, let me be loving. Okay. So what you're saying <laughs> um is that you don't believe that a being could exist to create everything that's so complex because then who would create the person who created everything that's complex? Like that doesn't make sense. I I I personally feel like well, that's going against what you're arguing. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the problem with that statement too is who created God? Already the way John Lennox said, you know, he said, "Hey, you're talking about who created God? What do you mean?" Cuz he he was at that point uh you know when uh, we're going back to Richard Dawkins but when Richard Dawkins and John Lennox were arguing and you know they were talking about the god delusion book that Richard Dawkins wrote um you know John Lennox said well yeah d- who created god that's that's a delusion in itself because you're already talking about a god that's limited 
And our God is not limited. There's no limitations. He's an eternal God. He's always existed. And therefore, he does not need a creator. Yeah. We have, we have a logical answer for that. We have mm -hmm. an answer that makes sense. You know, the, the who created God is, is kind of what they call a kind of a, 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 a self-defeating... It's a self-defeating question, right? Yeah. So. And yeah. I think maybe it, it goes into the fact that as humans, we know every everything we know has a beginning and an end. So maybe it's hard to, maybe that's why it's hard to understand. But it's exactly as you said, it's God, God is eternal. And also something else that John Lennox said is if a God is created, then he's no longer God. Yeah. <laughs> the the Bible specifically talks against created gods. Like God literally, I don't know, I don't want to say but but people uh Christians and um all kinds of people that are pe people that are following God um in the Bible are saying, you know, mock the idols because they're like your your god, this idol that you you worship, it was created by someone. So how is it? Yeah. How is it a god? This god this this idol that you uh, created it can't speak it doesn't see it doesn't listen so <laughs> how is that a god yeah the fact that it was created i mean makes it, it not a god you know using that logic the person who created the god is more of a god than the god itself yeah which doesn't make sense again yeah yeah so um, I th okay i think like 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 we said before you know it's just i what it is is that they've closed these these this kind of thought you know these people have closed their minds off to the idea which at the same time contradicts what they stand for i mean mm -hmm. these scientists stand for you know if you ask any scientist what is their purpose is to find the truth yeah to find the truth by experimentation by you know figuring it out you know to put it in layman's terms right yeah that's their whole purpose and you're telling me that oh when that purpose leads to god or a god then all of a sudden that's not a possibility right that goes against what you stand for dude yeah but yeah. yeah, so we want to mention that I know um, in our notes we have uh, origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit on that. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to touch on that a little bit. And basically, you know, um, I, I was referencing, um, you know, uh, Ravi Zacharias's point on this. Um, what it is, basically, and, you know, like I said, I'll get into it a little bit more later. But, you know, when somebody has a worldview a belief system right well i shouldn't say when that's that's false um based on the belief that you have because everyone has my, what i'm saying is everyone has a worldview whether you accept that or not everyone has a belief system whether you accept it or not um again i didn't want to get get too much into this because i'm going to touch on this in more detail later but you know what it is is that origin meaning morality and destiny that's a question those are questions those are four fundamental questions that 
make up a person's worldview that pretty much define you. Why? Because based on your worldview, you're going to be making decisions for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest problem with the world today is that because they're on this new age, quote unquote, new age way of thinking, new age Christians, new age, you know, whatever, right? They they like to pick and choose what they like, what feels comfortable and throw mm. away what they don't like, what makes them uncomfortable. And Oof. like we said before, when something makes you uncomfortable, to me that's a good sign yeah you know you ask Arnold Schwarzenegger you know they asked him what what was the secret to success and one of his points Arnold Schwarzenegger said you know what I like it when somebody tells me you can't do that why Mm -hmm. because it means that when I do it I'll be the first one to do it and so Mm -hmm. this is the same exact principle you you know it's uncomfortable yeah that doesn't mean don't go there but again that's something that society that the world has created and so it's it's made us like i called in the military it makes you a weak body mm-hmm. straight up makes you a weak body what do you mean you don't want to go through something that's uncomfortable that's hard and difficult that's the whole reason if you don't go past that then you're just creating doubt that question that you had that was going to eventually lead you to the truth is simply becoming a doubt and that is stunting your growth and it's stunting your growth just all together spiritually mm-hmm. knowledge wisdom all of that but mm. again I will preach in today <laughs> yeah so that that's that's uh, origin meaning morality and destiny um in a nutshell <laughs> but we'll right. get more into it. All right. All right. So why are we? Why are we Christian? Why? Listen, why do no, we wait, love wait, Jesus wait. so much? <laughs> what? What? Should we take a break? Really? You want to take a break? All right. Let's take a break. No. Break. No, <laughs> no. Let's take I a don't want to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll take a All break, right. and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Welcome back, everybody. Evans Podcast <laughs> Cross Alone Cross Alone Podcast. I had to join, you know. You can't beat them, join them. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes. All right, let's get to it. All right. All right. So the first question we're gonna answer is how did the Bible come together? Yes. Okay. This so because that's this is leading into why we are Christian. Why we chose Christianity, why we chose Jesus over, you know, Islam, over Buddha, Buddhism, over. Yeah, all the other, all the other ones. <laughs> You're wasting our time. We have too much to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. So um, the Old Testament kind of uh, simpler to explain. So the Old Testament is basically um, the history of Israel. So as Israel uh lived <laughs> or as they experienced you know their story they wrote it down so we had Moses writing the first five books and then going on you know the prop the major prophets and then the minor prophets writing their books um we have uh David writing a lot of the Psalms Solomon writing Ecclesiastes you know and and so so forth so basically the Old Testament came together as Israel's story came about 
Um, and then it was passed down from generation to generation. And that's what we have today. Now, the big question with that is, all right, if it was passed down from generation to generation, how do we know that it hasn't changed? Well, that's a great question, Angie. The answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, up to the 1940s, uh, a lot of uh, the Old Testament that we had, the oldest um, that we had was from 900 AD. So 900 um, years after Christ was born, right? But in 1947, they found something called the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the De- Dead Sea Scrolls... That just sounds like a good movie. It, it, it does. <laughs> um, and the Dead Sea Scrolls were basically um, copies of the Old Testament that were even, even older, that were centuries before even Jesus was even born. Um, so, and then when they, when they compare that to, uh, the, the Bible that we already had, that was a lot newer, you know, um, it was word by word, like it had not changed. If there was a change, there was like a, maybe a 1% change, but, but it did not change the meaning of what, what, what was being said. Yeah. And just so people understand, right back in the day, you know, before Google and all of that, um, the way that people proved, uh, or the authenticity of a, of a scripture, of a document, of a manuscript or anything was they compare it to multiple copies of the same thing. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if out of 10 copies, nine copies were identical and one was off by however much, I mean, it's obvious that that one is yeah. right is wrong, right? Because yeah. there's so many against it. Now, I'm sure they had other ways of testing it. You know, there's a lot of um, truth seeking that goes on with that. But um, yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. So so that's the Old Testament. Now, the New Testament um, was a little different. Or so the New Testament. New huh? Testimony. <laughs> the New Testament. <laughs> I made a mistake earlier <laughs> and I said new testimony. Anyways. <laughs> How did you even get testimony? I don't need, you know, I think because I had guac on my head, you know, I'm thinking some yeah. guac and chips. <laughs> uh, all right. So new Testament. Um, so that was written. Basically that's the story of Jesus. And then after that, so um, basically the church used certain uh, things to pick what books would go in the New Testament? So some of the things were, number one, that it was written by someone who knew Jesus or someone who knew Jesus, who knew Jesus. <laughs> All right. So we have the Gospels. We have, you know, Matthew was uh, Matthew was uh, an apostle, was a disciple. Connection was Jesus. Luke, on the other hand, did not, uh, was not an apostle. But he knew Paul, who had an experience with Jesus. And he knew some of the, I, I think he also knew some of the other disciples. Um, but yeah, so someone who knew Jesus or someone who knew Jesus, who knew Jesus? Another uh, thing that they use is that um, it had to agree with the rest of the Bible. Okay, so um, if the book was talking about, um, I don't know, how, you know, God wanted us to kill people. Obviously, they would not include that book in the Bible because that's not. You know. Yeah, and and a lot of that, you know, again with this whole truth seeking has a lot to do with the correspondence theory and the coherence theory that helps you identify if a statement is true or false. 
And that's one of the tests that they use to go back and compare. Um, mm -hmm. I'll get into that a little bit later, though. Um, okay. and, and then Mark was the oldest gospel. Mm -hmm. Are you going to talk about that? Or? No, you, you talk about it. <laughs> okay. Mark, Mark is the oldest gospel, uh, which was written, uh, you know, decades after the, um, the resurrection. So mm -hmm. that's the oldest uh, or closest book to, you know, the life of Jesus. Yeah. So, so that actually goes into, so one of the reasons, uh, cause there were actually, there's actually a lot more gospels. Well, quote unquote <laughs> gospels out there. There's a, I think there's a gospel of Thomas. There's even a gospel of Judas I heard, but the problem, one of the big problems with uh, those other gospels is a lot of them, I think all of them were written centuries or past that first century um, after Jesus. So it, it loses its, you know, credibility at that point. Cause yeah. you know, it's people, who knew Jesus, who knew Jesus, who knew Jesus, who knew Jesus 10 times over because it's a long yeah. time after. And, uh, but yeah. So the second one, one like I said, um, uh, did, I, did, did I say this first one or the second one? What? What? I don't know. So the second one, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's it, it has to agree with the rest of the Bible. Oh, I did. Yeah, I you did. I talked about that. The third one is, uh, did the global church is accept it as scripture? So it was interesting. Um, at that time, the church, you know, church was, you know, uh, they're starting to spread the gospel. So it was spreading throughout the world. Um, and so what people in a certain area to okay this is the bible this is from god people in, a, in in other churches that were far from them they would they were all agreeing on what those books were that they were um that you know that they were you know from god okay so there was yeah. there was agreement by the global church in different places that those books were um to go in the bible again and a good example of that was you know uh first corinthians chapter 15 where you know like I said, Corinthians was a letter that Paul wrote to the church and he said, you know, there's 500 witnesses. Mm -hmm. Here are some of their names, including the apostles. And you can go like go ask them pretty much. Yeah. So um, but those are those are the those are the reasons reasons that were used to pick the books of the Bible. Um, another one. Like was written within a reasonable time frame um, to, for it to be credible. So um, like I was mentioning, Gospels came out, were written a long time after. And also we're saying things that didn't go with the rest of the Bible. I know the Da Vinci Code is based on the idea that Mary Magdalene and they had a baby. But, you know, if you look at the other say, Gospels. Say that, say that again go. because I'm sorry, say that again because you cut off on my end. And I don't know if you cut off on the you know, what's going to be the final product of this. So say that again. The Da Vinci Code is? The Da Vinci Code um, goes off the idea that Jesus married Mary Magdalene and they had a baby and I don't know what the rest of the story is. But if we look at the other, you know, the actual Gospels, <laughs> none of them talk about that. So um, we can, that goes back into, you have to compare it with the rest of the Bible. And that's probably you know. because there were more copies of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that mm -hmm. weighed the evidence for the other Gospels. Yeah. Not just in, in proximity of, 
of time, but also in the quantity. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so that that that's really how the Bible came together. Do you want to add anything to that before we get into the the good stuff? The good stuff. Um That was pretty good though. No, <laughs> the other lot, good stuff. I think you I think you covered you you pretty much covered everything. Um Yeah, no I have I have nothing to add. Okay. Um so the next question that we answer, the big chunk of it is how how do we know that the Bible is authentic, right? Because that, that's going to answer the question whether the Christian God is, is a real God. How do we know the Bible is authentic? You know, and once we can answer the fact that how the Bible is authentic and how we know it, then we can know that, all right, then the Jesus that the Bible talks about has to be authentic. And, and then we'll get into more of that later. All right. So the first, I know last time we ended with uh, how we know God is real with experience this time. I want to start it with experience. Mm. Um, so how do you know? How do you know that the God you experience is the God from the Bible and not, let's say, Allah or, you know, a God of another religion? My question to you. You're asking me? Yes. Um, I could tell you. I mean, I could tell you how I know. Um Again, I've I've said that a big part of believing in Christ is the experience, but um, it's not just that. It's there's a lot of things that that go together that, like I said earlier, that that correspond and cohere to the truth that I'm reading and mm. the truth that I am feeling and experiencing. So. Yeah. All that together, it's not a single thing alone, right? Because I said that, I said in the in the last episode, I believe, I said that what happens is that we have an experience, right? And we like to attribute it to other things and we take it away from God. So we all experience the same God, but the mm -hmm. difference comes in the attribution of that experience. And like I said, most of the world will attribute that to Allah, will attribute it to Karma will attribute it to Buddha or mm -hmm. or enlightenment, right? In the Buddhist uh, case, um, all these different things they attribute it to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of um, self-expressivism that's going on right now. You know, it's all about me. I'm the one that can do it. You know, I don't need anyone else. You know, uh, and, and it's all that. It sounds motivational. It sounds nice. It sounds great. But in the end, all we're doing is attributing um, God's glory to something else, which mm -hmm. another word for that is we're idolizing. Because if we're not glorifying the one true God, then we're just simply idolizing, letting something else take God's place, which in turn is violating our first commandment. Yes. What's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're like preaching there. All right. So how do I know that my God, right? The God that I experienced is a Christian. God? Well, I, I think you answer the question. Right. <laughs> Can I ditto what you said? It's basically <laughs> the, the God that I'm reading about in the Bible is the same God, like you said, that I'm experiencing. So, so that, that joy that it talks about, that rest that it talks about, yes. um, that, 
uh, freedom that it talks about. I I feel that, you know, I feel that with my relationship with God and I feel, I, I honestly think I really literally do not know where I would be without God. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, he's the one that gives me, me me purpose. And the Bible, you know, talks about him giving me purpose. Like, I really don't know where I would be. I'd be lost right now. Um, yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I had, I had something I was going to interject, and it slipped my mind. And, you know, the Holy uh, Spirit, like, the... You felt the, you know, we feel the Holy Spirit yeah, and you just I know. know it's but the that, Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Um, some people might argue that, like I said, you know, oh, well, you, what, do, what do you say to somebody from, you know, that's Muslim that experiences that with Allah? And again, it's like I said, it's you're attributing it to something else that is not God, even though that might be God, right? You're attributing it to someone else. I read the book Finding Allah, I mean, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil uh, Qureshi, which, by the way, a lot of the books that we're talking about here, you can find them on, you know, like father, like daughter podcast.com. That's my plug in for that podcast. But you can find it there because I already have an Amazon affiliation through them. You know, if you buy the if you buy the books or whatever we talk about through that link. Um, it doesn't cost you any more and it does help out the podcast. I know that in a sense, it's helping out the like father, like daughter podcast, but because, you know, uh, yeah, can you, can you do that? I'm kind of running both right now. Um, it would all fall under the same umbrella. Um, so anyways, um, again, it's, it's us attributing it to something else, but the important thing here, like, and I'm going to get into it a little bit later, but when you're seeking truth, in order to identify the truth, again, I'll repeat it, you have to, the what, the what you're saying, the statements that you're saying have to first correspond to reality, right? Mm -hmm. And they have to be coherent, which means that when you put all that stuff together, it has to make sense. It has yeah. to make sense. Same thing that we talked about, you know, the application of the Bible and, yeah. and all the gospels. So that's simply put, that's that's just what it is. So that's that's how we know. That's how we know that, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. If you wanna, if you wanna pull it, put it in worldly terms, we're lucky. We're lucky to be Christian. We're lucky to be born into a culture that accepts Christianity so easily, mm -hmm. right? Because there's so many other parts of the world where you can't even say Christianity before they cut your head off, cut your tongue, yeah. cut your hands off, mutilate you and hurt you and kill you and your family and all of that. Yeah. So, so we are we're very fortunate, worldly term. We're very blessed, right? We're very mm -hmm. blessed to be, you know, to have, like I said in the first episode, to, for our parents to have made that lateral move from Catholicism to Christianity, and for us to, for you to have been born in, into Christianity. I mean, you're one of the luckiest people I know in that, you know, sense. Um, so yeah, we're, we're very blessed. 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 I know I'm, I'm <laughs> using worldly terms here. So, you know, other people can understand because, you know, uh, you know, we don't want the, uh, the atheists and everyone else, you know, to say, oh, you know, <laughs> bless is not the word because that's attributing God and I don't believe in God. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we are trying to, 
trying to keep some sense of political correctness here. You know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah, that 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 is it. So that was experience. All right, um, which I think is you know. All right, all right. Let's get on. Uh, B. <laughs> the second one is historical accuracy. Oh man. Oh man. All right. The fact that the Bible is so historically accurate is insane. Like it's very specific about time periods, about kings, kingdoms, wars. Um, you know the genetic line. What is that called? The it- descendancy. Like it's Here's so a- specific, and and if you comp- like if you were to, uh, if at any point any historical book, or or yeah any historical book would have said anything against or in contrary to the history that the Bible talks about, then the Bible would have lost its validity. At any point, yeah, it, it would have lost its validity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, beginning with just the resurrection right christ said that he was going to resurrect in the body right because if he would have said i'm going to resurrect in the spirit nobody yeah. could have challenged that nobody yeah. could have challenged that and that would have that would have made for a weak argue a weak statement right because mm-hmm. uh, or a weak point to argue because of that fact but he said i'm going to resurrect in the body and so when he goes up to thomas who didn't believe right he, he's one of those people that says, oh, I got to see to believe. I got to, you know, it, it, yeah. this can't be happening. I, I must be going crazy like most people say nowadays, right? This can't be happening. And 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 Jesus told him, put your hands in my wound. But I mean, yeah, put your hands through my wounds. Yeah. It. And he believed. Yeah. And so, um, again, you know, that that to me, that's that in itself I, is is amazing to me the big thing about the bible christianity all that intention all that everything all together collectively jesus and and everything that you see and read in the bible it is intentional yeah it is intentional it is Mm -hmm. done on purpose so that it cannot be refuted Mm -hmm. and and you know this i think serves as an example for Christians to live their life in the same way. You have to be intentional with your belief, mm-hmm. with your belief system. You have to be intentional. Part of that intentionality is understanding why you believe what you believe. Don't take our word for it. Do your own homework. Yeah. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah, do your own homework, man. Or lady. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yeah, the historical... And there's like um, other historical books that will back up what the Bible said. Like I said, if anything went here's, against it, well, they would have lost the validity. That's, here's, that's here's the, the other thing. thing. Here's the other thing that that really boggles me. Right? Is that how many people swear by uh, uh, what's his name, Alexander the Great? How many people swear by that guy? Mm-hmm. How many? Tons of people. And they, yeah. they read his stories and they're like, oh, man, that's history right there. That's this. That's, that's that. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do you guys know that the first manuscripts about his life were written 400 years after his death? That's crazy. I didn't Four, know that. 400 years. Come on. 400 and not, years. And not, not only that, 
also there are less by i mean significantly less copies of of these historical documents that um that talk about his life and not just his but other people's lives right and yeah. so people take them as oh that's gold i can take that yeah. to the bank oh but you can't take something that was written a few decades after jesus resurrection come on now mm. come mm. on now mm. so good so I'm just saying, um and, man. And- i'm just saying <laughs> and along with historical accuracy, I think there's but, also archaeological accuracy. <laughs> yes. um, I don't know a lot of uh, examples off the, the top of my head, but I know at least, um, you know, people have found uh, uh, skeletons. I don't know if it's skeletons of a fish of marine life in mountains, I believe. Um, and how would that have how did they're like how in the world is this going to get up there and the only thing that could explain it is uh there was a big flood yeah <laughs> and, yeah um, yeah. yeah so remember that <laughs> remember that flood um here's a, that that takes me into another question that i got and, and i'll touch on it briefly um you know we understand that noah lived until age i don't know the exact number but was it like nine nine hundred and fifty or something like that I don't, know. It was I don't know. He lived into, you know, he lived into at least, you know, just over nine centuries. And so, you know, someone said, hey, you know, you're going to tell me somebody lived till he was 900 and something years old. Come on, man. Come on, man. Here's the thing. You don't understand. You know, I go back to Jeremiah 33, three, where God says, call to me. And I will show you hidden things, right? I'm paraphrasing here, but um, you it's hard for you to understand because you first you don't have Christ in your heart. Mm-hmm. Why, why again? I hate that I repeat myself so much, but I think some people need to hear it, right? What did C.S. Lewis say? I believe in the sun and the sunrise the way. I'm sorry, I believe in Christianity the way I believe in the sunrise. I believe in the sun, not because I see it, but because of what it allows me to see. And mm-hmm. so because um, Christianity is that way, we can see these things and we have nothing that blocks us that, you know, naturally our spirit is going to suppress the truth. We know that as Christians, because Paul tells that tells us that in Romans, we're suppressing mm-hmm. it. It's like a basketball when you try to push it down under the water at the pool, right? You could only do it for so long. And then some people are just better at it than others, but, you know, suppressing it, suppressing it, um, you know, it's for some people, they develop that, you know, I guess that muscle memory and they're able to do that. But Mm -hmm. for most of us that listen to, you know, the voice of God, which is the voice of reason, you know, we understand that, these things are totally possible. Why? Why is it possible for somebody to live 900 years back then and not now? Right? I think since the life of Jesus, right? I think life expectancy was 70, 80 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. So yeah. why? Why? Well, I mean, God did a reset with the flood. I, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, nobody after Noah lived that long. Yeah, right? he... he- 
he actually says it. I don't remember what he actually says, but after during that time, um, he says that people will only live around 120, 120, yeah. like yeah. That, that they would no longer live as long as they yeah. have. And here's, and here's the simple or I, I guess simple or scientific or whatever you want to call it explanation to that. Right. Um, I mean, for, for the evolutionists out there, right. Things evolve, right. We, you attribute evolution to a cosmic disparity that happened randomly somewhere. Well, we have an explanation for that cosmic disparity, which is not really uh, even random, right? Um, we call it God, right? God mm-hmm. has control. He is sovereign. So he has control over the evolution of everything, right? He has control over everything. So isn't it possible in your evolutionist theory to also uh, attribute, if you don't want to attribute it to God, attribute it to the evolution that humans just didn't live that long after that because our DNA changed, because we adapted to different, you know, uh, circumstances of our of the environment at that time. Now, I, like I said, I believe God did a reset. He did a reboot on the world. And, you know, he said, you know what? Letting these people live for this long is just not, it's not good for them <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. God has his reasons for doing things, but I believe that God, God changed it because he's sovereign and he has authority over every living thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that was historical accuracy. The, uh, the last reason, well, maybe that's another reason. Is fulfilled prophecy. Fulfilled prophecy. There are thousands of fulfilled. I wish I had an exact number. I don't have an exact number. I just know it's it's thousands. That's a lot. All right. Give us some examples. Give us some examples. That are fulfilled. Um, do Should we go? I feel like we need to wait to go to the specificities we, we of will. Jesus we will. for next time. But, we will, but, but the fact that. It talks about um, Jesus being born in Bethlehem. It talks about um, Jesus being pierced. It talks about um, that he was born of a virgin. This is it's Old Testament, by the way. Old Testament. It has so many prophecies. There's there's literally whole chapters in like uh, a whole chapter in Isaiah that you're reading it and you're like this this is Jesus. This is this is talking about Jesus. So so just the fact that he he fulfilled so many prophecies the possibility uh, and also uh the prompt the the prophecy of his like you say the prophet of his uh life of his death and his resurrection of all those things yeah. and the fact that he fulfilled every 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 one it he has to be the son of god but uh, you, you know, know. Uh, ironically <laughs> he starts off his ministry by reading chapter 61 of isaiah yeah and then he says you know, as as you hear this, it's the scripture is being fulfilled as you are hearing it. Mm. You know, he doesn't. And it's, it's so crazy because he, he says read. that. Here, here's the thing, right? For for us now and nowadays, I think for many Christians, it's hard to understand why people thought he was claiming to be God, right? But mm-hmm. but if you read the rest of that chapter, in the end, it it says it. Mm-hmm. It talks about it. Can you find it really quick? Isaiah 61? Yeah. Yeah. 
What, uh, where do you want me to read? So I, I well, Isaiah 61, he reads, um, that first part. I think he reads the first couple verses. Uh, it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, uh, to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to pro- proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. Right. And what does it say at the bottom? Towards the end, I think. Um, for the earth brings forth its sprouts. And as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up. So the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. Hold on, I found it. Okay. Well, uh, for uh, he says, so for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. That right there is, 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 is that why? Because who made the covenant with the people? God did, right? Mm-hmm. God did. And that's why. That's why the Pharisees right away, they start talking amongst themselves saying, whoa, that's, that's blasphemy. Like this dude is, yeah. that, this dude is saying he's God. What? Yeah. And that's what uh, starts like, the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, the, one of the reasons that I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> one of the reasons a lot of people didn't believe Jesus was the son of God is because uh, a lot of the Old Testament talks about Jesus uh, you know, the son of God, the Messiah coming, you know, um, in triumph and he's going to have all this power and uh, he's going to rule and have this kingdom. And while we were talking, um, so while I was researching post-tribulation and, and pre-tribulation, um, we realized that um, that powerful Jesus, that powerful Messiah that the Old Testament talks about is the second coming you know, you know, when he comes a second time, you know, so, so, so the problem was the Pharisees were expecting the second coming Messiah. Yeah. But they didn't get that. Which by the way, is what differentiates Christians from the Jews. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Did you want to mention more on Isaiah 61? No, that was it. Okay. So, yeah. So, just fulfilled prophecy is amazing. Like, I think that even experiences alone can stand alone <laughs> in proving that the Christian God um, is the real God. But we have uh, experience. We have historical accuracy um, and fulfilled prophecy. Those are uh, all huge in, in, in showing that the Christian God is the real God. Yes. But yeah, so um, I know you were, uh, you have something on here, the passes truth test. What's yeah, that? Yeah, so I, I'm going to get into that. Don't worry about that. So I'm going to, I got everything here on the, on the iPad. So basically, I'm going to start to get into uh, kind of touching back on what we mentioned a little bit earlier, just a li- in, in a little bit more detail, right? And so, um, you know, what what is a, a worldview, right? That is yes. the question. Um, and um, to quote 
one of my favorite people in the world, Ravi Zacharias, he said, everyone has a worldview. It's a matter of having a worldview that is either truthful or not. So, you know, you know, a worldview is the lens that we use through which we look at reality. And like I said earlier, it's how we make, you know, base a lot of our life decisions based on our belief system, on our worldview. And mm -hmm. like we said earlier, what makes up a worldview? Well, a, a worldview consists of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. So the worldview has to answer these four questions, right? Um, origin me being, you know, where do we come from? Meaning, where, you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? Morality, what is the difference between, you know, how to differentiate between good and bad or good and evil? And destiny, what happens to me after I die? Right? And mm -hmm. we can see that with the atheistic worldview, some of these questions, their origin is the Big Bang Theory, randomly. Uh, what is the meaning? I don't know because if, you know, if how they came about was a random act, then there's really no purpose. Mm -hmm. It's just randomness all over the place. So I don't understand that there wouldn't be any meaning to anything. And if there's no meaning to anything under atheism, then there's no morality or reason mm -hmm. for morality, right? Because if it's everything is all random, then there's no good, there's no bad, there's None of that. So mm -hmm. why do atheists get so upset with the injustices of this world? Right. Mm -hmm. And the only, the only thing that I'm calling out is that I understand. I, I have the reason. Right. I have the reason of why I know why they feel that way, but they won't accept it. And, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's funny to me, not in a funny sense, but it's just funny that the you know, there there's them feeling a certain type of way because a man rapes a baby you know this is an extreme example but them feeling a certain way that that a man rapes a baby contradicts their stance on their world view right mm -hmm. so again and because there is you know everything happened out of randomness and there's no purpose for you know anything and you know then what's the point of destiny then there's no there's no point because there's there's no destiny because there is no purpose. It's just random, continued random acts that that keep on going. Now, mm -hmm. Christianity answers all those things. Right. But the thing about origin, meaning, morality and destiny is that when you put these answers together, like I did right now with atheism, these answers, the answers to these questions they give you your worldview, but at the same time, they have to stand the 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 truth test. They have to mm -hmm. they have to pass that. They have to be um, corresponding to reality, um, and they have to cohere to each other. And already we see that based on the origin, it's it's already nullifying the other three. So atheism for me is out, just based on that. Christianity is the only worldview that will answer these questions. And when you put them together, they make sense. And like you mentioned earlier, there's no contradictions. 
it, it, it makes it almost impossible to contradict because mm-hmm. of the intentionality of the scripture. So that, again, is just reiterating, reiterating what we said earlier. Now, mm-hmm. now, because we say that the worldview has to, you know, answer all these questions, we have to understand what is truth, right? So what is truth? I'm just going to read the definition real quick. Truth is... La verdad. <laughs> Sorry. I, so, when, so when I put in uh, in the Google for, for truth, it, I think I put uh, translation because I want to I wanna be able to have this if, if I have to, you know, repeat this in Spanish or something. If mm-hmm. I get an opportunity to, you know. Are you saying we should do a Spanish podcast called Cristo Solo? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, but anyways, so uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> it just has to tell the truth. Um, so, I mean, here, here's what I got down. This is ridiculous. I thought I had the... Um, the answer for this definition of truth all right sorry about that um well that's not it all right so truth is the (laughs) this is this is silly uh this is why i wanted to to include it the truth is the quality or state of being true that which is true in accordance with fact or reality, uh, the fact or belief that is accepted as truth. I know I, I don't like when words use their their self in the <laughs> in the definition, um, but here is what I have for truth. Here's here's an example. John eighteen thirty seven to thirty eight. Then Pilate said to him, "So you are king?" Jesus answered, "You say that I am a king for." This purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt with him. Now, why would you ask such an important question and walk away from it? This is something that we currently do in the world. Why would you ask such an important question? Such, I mean, this is the foundation of, like I said earlier, of a worldview of what makes you who you are and what you based your decisions on. So I don't understand why this man walked away. The only conclusion that I could make of it is that he didn't want, he did not want to know or accept the truth. Right? That's the only that's the only explanation I got for Pilate. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't ask him. Um, also, um, correlating with this um, in response to what is truth is a very simple answer for Christians. Right. Um, John eight thirty one to 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth 
and the truth will set you free. You free. Amen. Listen, man, I don't know if, you know, the enlightened out there know this. I don't know if anyone else out there that feels good about their life that doesn't have Jesus knows this, but you're quoting Jesus. When you say the truth will set you free, you are quoting Jesus, Mm. right? (laughs) I'm just saying. That's so good. That's a great point. (laughs) Can I, can I, can I continue? All right. John 14, six, Jesus said to him, I am the way. And the truth and mm. the life. So good. No one comes to the Father except nobody. through me. So ain't nobody. If you're Christian and you forgot what the truth is, um, you know, just play the last couple seconds back. Um, so that for us as Christians, that is what truth is. Now, mm-hmm. for the rest of the world, I guess you could say there are two different parties to the truth. I say truth is absolute, right? Mm-hmm. It's said in the definition from Google that truth is a fact, right? And yep. it's reality. What does that mm-hmm. mean? What's reality? Man, we can get into reality. It, 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 real basic. Reality is the universal language of the world. Mm-hmm. Is a, it is a universal language of the world. We can't make it up, as everyone likes to say, it is what it is. That's reality. We can't change it. We can't do anything about reality except exist in it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, that's what the truth is. The truth is absolute. It's, it can yeah. be changed, no matter how you put it. Yeah, it, it, um, it reminds me of the coexist i don't know if that's a no that's just a belief of you know all the all the religions together <laughs> all the, yeah all the religions maybe all the religions have some truth but that that like you said there can only be one there can only be one truth you know jesus is the only way the truth and the life it's like you know one plus one is always going to equal two well it, it it can't it can't be changed where one plus the you, <laughs> Yeah, you know the, the equation. Could be I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention that the the, the uh, uh, one of the examples I'm gonna give later, but it's like a is not minus a. Yeah, it, it's just that simple. That's why I said before in other podcast episodes, uh, truth is exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's exclusive because if it's if it's one thing, it can't be the opposing thing. So if truth is absolute. It definitely cannot be relative. What what does that mean? That's for, um, you know, relative truth is what gives people, in my opinion, a false sense of reality in thinking that they can claim things like, well, if you were born in a different part of the world, Mm -hmm. you'd be Muslim, you'd be Jew, you'd be a Buddhist, you'd be a Hindu. Mm -hmm. That's what gives them the courage to say those things. Or if you were born into a culture that allowed hitting women, or if you were born into a culture that allows racism, abuse, sex trafficking, which, by the way, are things we are dealing with today in the USA and 
globally, right? These are these are things. I mean, it's happening here. So mm-hmm. so if they're going to say, well, if you were born into a culture, guess what? We are part of a culture that is apparently okay with racism, that is apparently okay with abuse, that is apparently okay with sex trafficking. Mm. Right? So yeah. I want you to, you know, those people that say those things to to riddle me that. What, what what does that mean then? You're part of a culture that is okay with these things. So why are you not okay with it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, those those are the same people who say truth is relative, right? But here's the funny thing about that statement. Um, the truth is relative is a statement. Is that a statement that is relative? <laughs> I mean, if somebody says <laughs> the truth is relative based on where whatever, then is that statement relative? Is that mm-hmm. a relative statement, right? If it is, then it's being subjective and not objective the way that truth is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if it's not relative, then it's an absolute because the statement itself is claiming to be true, which is, I guess, not because it's relative, mm-hmm. or at least not always true. So, again, that is what we talked about earlier, a self-defeating statement. So people make these claims and they don't understand what they're talking about. So Christians out there, when somebody tells you these, you know, things about, oh, if you were born here, you were born there, it'd be a different story that they're accepting a relative truth. And again, that that is a self-defeating statement because it negates itself. So mm-hmm. um, keep that in mind. So. How do we test the truth? There are there are ways that you can test what something is, you know, the way that the way that you could tell that something is true. Right. And again, Mm -hmm. this is pulled straight from Ravi's theories and um, scholarly knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I take no credit for this, but um, it's logical consistency, Mm -hmm. empirical adequacy and experiential relevancy. That's how you tell that something is true. Um, So what's logical consistency? Something that is predictable um, and reliable, right? So consistency, Mm -hmm. the definition of consistency is a set of claims is consistent if it is logically possible for all of them to be true at the same time. This is what we were talking about earlier. So I'll say that again, because consistency is a set of claims that is logically that are logically possible for all of them to be true at the same time. That means it's not contradictory. Like I said earlier, A is not minus A. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Self-defeating statement again. So. What's the opposite of consistency? Inconsistency. So here are some examples. If I say all humans are mortal, and then I say some humans are immortal, you'd call me crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make I mean, sense. It ain't consistent. It's not consistent. And that's what claiming relativism is, true, the, uh, you know, a relative truth. Mm-hmm. So here, here's this example. This is what this goes back to how you were explaining 
you know, with the Bible and how they, you know, uh, put them together and decided, well, these two, these, these nine all are, you know, say the same thing, but this other mm-hmm. one doesn't. Okay. So here's, again, basic, not using the Bible as a reference. If I say all humans are mortal, and then I say Simon is immortal, can my statement still be true? Absolutely. Here's why. All humans are mortal. Simon is immortal. However, I have not defined if Simon is a robot, a dog, Mm. a human, what it is. Or just the pet name for a friend or something. I don't know. Like, we have not defined that. So, we can... if, But if we say all humans are mortal, Simon is immortal, and then I say Simon is human, which one of those three statements is not true? Are you going to answer? Simon, right. Simon, is, <laughs> Simon, Simon is immortal. <laughs> well, well, then you have a dilemma, right? Because then we have to investigate further and figure out which one is accurate. His immortal- Simon's immortality or is Simon really human? If mm. Simon is really human then he's not immortal. But if Simon is immortal, then he is not human by definition. Mm-hmm. But it can be both. So again, um, so uh, something that is inconsistent um, or logically inconsistent, it doesn't tell us, you know, like, like in those three statements, if something um, by itself, if it's false, or, or what it is, right? Again, like I said, we have to um, investigate further. And so there are two ultimate tests. I mentioned them earlier, correspondence theory and the coherence theory. The correspondence theory is how it corresponds to reality, how accurately it responds to reality. The coherence theory, it makes sense with sentences, propositions, or beliefs some examples here so for example if you go to court and you say i did not commit murder i did not commit that murder right is that enough for the judge to take your word for it absolutely not that might be true and you know that also might be partially true right because it doesn't mean that you're telling the whole truth it could mean that you you're you might be complicit. You know, you if you say I was in California when that murder occurred, then okay, you didn't commit the murder, but is the lawyer gonna be okay with that? Is the lawyer gonna be okay with you saying I was in California and I had nothing to do with that murder? Absolutely not. What is the lawyer gonna do? The lawyer is going to listen to all your truth claims put them together, see how they correspond to each other and see if they're coherent. And on the basis of that, the judge or jury will make their decision. Of course, then there's, then there's also, then there's also evidence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I lost some light here, but so again, we'll go back to logical, That was logical consistency. 
Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of jumped forward and said the correspondency and coherency, but then there's uh, going back to logical consistency, empirical adequacy, and experiential re- relevancy. So the empirical adequacy is something that is verifiable, like history and other evidence, right? Like you talked about. And then there's ex- experiential relevancy, which is relevant to life again like we talked about earlier so Mm -hmm. all these things put together you know that's what is going to allow you to determine whether your worldview is true or not and like i said earlier i think that a lot of people they just pick and choose you know from here from there what sounds good what doesn't they throw away and they create their own uh, mix or remix of worldviews and that a lot of the times contradict each other, right? I'm going to use um, Islam as an example simply because, you know, out of all the worldviews, Islam and Christianity are the two that are, to a certain extent, I guess, at least for Islam, is somewhat consistent, right? Um, over the other ones, I'll say. Uh, now, with Islam, Islam claims, right? Islam claims that Jesus did not die on the cross. They, they're just, you know, that's why they believe that Jesus is just a prophet who, you know, lived lived his life and and, and died, and that's it. But he didn't. He did not die on the cross. And if he did not die on the cross, then he definitely did not resurrect. But there is, obviously, there is. Um, what we, what we would call then empirical ad- adequacy because there is verifiable um, evidence that is historical, right? Mm-hmm. Historians historians uh, that agree, not just Christian historians, but pagan historians, Roman historians, Greek historians, Jewish historians, everyone agrees that Jesus died and that Jesus resurrected. So, that already punches a hole through Islam. That mm-hmm. Now that, I would encourage our Islamic friends, if you're listening, to go and pursue the truth to that claim. Go find out mm-hmm. for yourself. Go read the Quran. And go read it. And then go read your hadiths. And find out where the discrepancies are in that. So... That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so that that is what it is. Uh, we we talked about why the Bible is accurate. We talked about what is you know why we believe the accuracy of those claims. You know through experience, through um, prophecy. What did you, I can't remember what it what we said. Experience, Experience, prophecy, and... Historical accuracy and fulfillment of prophecy. hmm So, and then we um, identified what a worldview is, what is truth. We defined that, and then we defined how we test the truth with the, you know, correspondence and coherence. So, um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? 
<laughs> um, did you want to answer those uh, questions that we never got to answer? Well, we kind of we kind of answered them. I feel like um, one of the questions was, you know, does the Old Testament still apply? Um, I think we've already established that the Old Testament was the original, you know, the Bible in Hebrew and that the first half of the Bible as we know it today. Right. It is the Mosaic laws. So basically Moses wrote the first five books uh, within them. He wrote 600 or some, you know, just over 600 laws, which were designed to keep the original covenant that God had made with his people. Um, we established that the Bible hasn't changed and that the addition of the New Testament after the birth, life and death and subsequent resurrection of Jesus Christ um, co-signs or validates the prophecies from the Old Testament and mm -hmm. how they correspond and cohere to each other. Um, and then the other question was, what's the difference and which one is right? Um, I think we've already answered those questions within the first one. Um, and I don't think that there's anything more to add on that. Okay. Um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did give an, an analogy for Old Testament, New Testament. Um, I said that it's kind of like when you have your class E driver's license and your class E driver's license, for those that don't know, is basically your, you know, it's the driver's license that allows you to just drive a regular car, car, SUV, truck. But after a certain weight, and, you know, uh, you can't you need a special license for that, which is called a CDL or a commercial driver's license. And so just because you had your class E driver's license and then you get a uh, CDL driver's license, it doesn't mean that the uh, foundation or fundamentals of that first license won't apply to your CDL. It's mm -hmm. just that you no longer have to use your class E driver's license. You have to use your mm, CDL. And so, so class, it, class it, E being old covenant, uh, exactly. CDL being new covenant. Exactly. And so that new covenant, that new CDL will still allow you to do a lot of those, you know, uh, again, the basics of, of the old one, but you have to, abide by or live by the new one which is the cdl aka the new covenant okay that doesn't mean you know abuse the law you know yeah. for all these questions you know a lot of people have a lot of questions about the new testament versus old testament and all of that and the only thing that i could say is read the gospels read matthew mark luke and john because a lot of the questions that you have about the Old Testament, Jesus responds to the Pharisees when they ask him those questions. Mm -hmm. Lord, but you said we can't eat this. Oh, but hold on. I got something to say about that. You know, mm -hmm. not me, Jesus. Um, and then, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus responds accordingly. So, you know, we're not going to yeah. say all those things. I mean, we'd be here for the rest of the night. Um, you know, again. No, I'm but uh, a quick example is... Uh the Pharisees would always get to him, get on him because he would do stuff on the Sabbath. Yes. Um, and he would heal people and he would, and they'd be like, but it's a Sabbath. Why are you doing that? And one time Jesus was like, I am the Sabbath. <laughs> I am the Sabbath. 
<laughs> you know, he didn't say exactly like that, but basically that's what he meant. I'm I'm Lord of the Sabbath. You know, I'm I'm the point. Before, um, you know, it was a, the Sabbath in the Old Testament. It was the shadow of the rest that you would have in me. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah, we could we could we could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, let me point out that's another difference between um, the Jews and the Christians. You know, the Jews they still they only follow the Old Testament. And they, you know, abide by those laws and they hold their Sabbath is still on Saturday. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus changed that for us. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, they have they they didn't see that. They haven't seen that. And there is prophecy about them on that. Um, Again, I encourage everyone to dive into the Bible. Read it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's it. I hope, you know, my hope, our hope is that, you know, this will help answer some of the questions that some people have about Christianity or at the very least, why we chose Christianity, why we chose Jesus. Um, You know, play it back. Listen to it again, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's funny that... uh... A week ago, I asked you, um, so do you think like an hour and a few minutes is too long? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're deep. We're deep on this one. I think we're, we're approaching two hours. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, we're going to end it here. We don't want to keep it too long. Um, you know, we apologize if this is a, l- a little bit lengthy than, than usual or than what we will try to keep it. We, are, we do try to keep it within the hour. But, you know, some, some topics like this, they're important. Because there's a lot to say. It, there's a, a lot, lot to say, say, and this is like I said, you know, like we said, this is the foundation. This is yeah, and you this can, is the foundation. You know, again, and you can pause it and keep maybe, listening whenever maybe, you want. Maybe what we'll do for the listeners is that you know, in future episodes, we'll get into we'll we'll pull you know from origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. We'll pull one per episode, and we'll just discuss that one. Yeah, how about that? that? Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So, um, so that's it. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's, I think we said, we said a lot. So I think, I think, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm just going to end this episode with a prayer. Um, You know, if you're listening and you know, God has tugged on your heart and you feel like this is the time, but you don't know how to pray. You don't know if you you want to know the truth but you're not sure if the god that is listening is the god um then you know we're just gonna end this with a with a a quick uh prayer so father god um i don't know if you're out there i don't know if you're real but I am somebody who is in search of the truth. I am somebody who wants to know that if you are that truth, I want to get to know you. And I want you to give me the wisdom and understanding to see you, to understand what the truth is um, about life, about where I come from about what my purpose in, is in this world, how to, how to deal with 
the good and the bad of this world, how to try to understand it, and how to have a glimpse of what it will be like when I pass away in this life. Um, I want to... Um, I want the opportunity to get to know you. And um, if, if you are real, please, please show me in a way that is overly evident so that I know that it is the truth. Amen. Amen. All right. And that was just a template prayer for non-believers. Um, all you believers, you should know how to pray already. Uh, just saying. Uh, no, but all right. Let's say a prayer for all the believers. For... No, no, no. So you wanna you wanna take us out with just a general play- prayer over everybody? Sure. All right, just do it real quick though. All right, God, give us guidance uh, as we continue to um, pursue you, Lord. If we are far from you, Lord, I ask that you help us um, seek you and draw near to you, Lord, that we would seek you and we would find you as your word says, Lord. Um, Guide us as we uh, learn more about you, my God, um, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you guys next week. God bless you guys.